Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the April 28th Historic Resources Commission meeting. This meeting is being broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and on public access channel 25. I'll just run through some notes very quickly, and then I will throw it back to the chair. Commissioners, applicants, and members of the public, please mute yourself when not speaking. You can do this by hitting the microphone icon on your screen. Commission members, applicants, members of the public, please state your name and title each time you speak. Staff will also state their name and title each time they speak. Uh, if and when you're ready to make a motion, um, commissioners, um, please second and the chair will call roll in order to take the vote. With that, I'll remind everybody to remain muted when you're not speaking. And at this point, I will throw it back to Chair Meyer. Thank you. This is Jody Meyer, uh, Chair of the Historic Resources Commission. Welcome everyone to our April 28, 2022 meeting. Can you hear me? I feel like my internet is a little wacky. Okay. <clears throat> um, this was a meeting that was continued from last week due to lack of quorum. Um, so we'll go ahead with our uh, first agenda items, uh, communications. Have we received any communications from other commissions, the State Historic Preservation Officer and or the general public? Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. Commissioner uh, Chair Meyer will need to take a roll call vote to see who's present this evening. Thank you. Sometimes I forget. I did it last week and I forgot this week. So yes, we will go ahead and take a roll call of commissioners present. Uh, Commissioner Irby. Mr. Irby present. Commissioner Johnson. Commissioner Johnson here. Okay, Commissioner Ezell is not here. Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein is present. Thank you. Commissioner Hawley. Commissioner Hawley present. And Commissioner Meyer obviously present. So um, we do have five commissioners uh, present this evening. So we do have quorum, we're missing one and there is still an open position on the commission which is why we don't have a full panel of seven. So uh, with that being said, I guess I'll ask the question again regarding communications from other folks. Do we have any? Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. There are no communications this evening. Okay, this is Commissioner Meyer again. Uh, are there, is there any disclosure of ex parte communications this evening by commissioners? All right, I don't see any. Are there, is there any declaration of abstentions for any specific agenda items by commissioners this evening? I don't think so. No one's abstaining. Uh, do we have any committee reports this evening? Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. The Architectural Review Committee did meet um, since your last meeting for two items on this evening's agenda and those um, meeting notes and process will be discussed with those agenda items. Okay, this is Chair Meyer again. Thank you, Lynn. <clears throat> Uh, we will, I guess, deal with those on those agenda items. We will then move on to our consent agenda. Uh, there are a number of administrative uh, or design review applications under administrative approvals that have already been reviewed and approved by staff. Um, hey, sorry to interrupt. 
uh, Commissioner Irby here, and it looks like Commissioner Azell is in the waiting room. Oh. Mr. Chair Meyer, thank you, Julie. There he is. All right, Commissioner Azell is present. Do not worry, we did not take up anything exciting in your absence, so. All right, now we, we do have a, a full commission of people who are already appointed. Um, and uh, Commissioner Zell, prior to you coming in, we had just asked if there were any disclosure of ex parte communications or abstentions from specific agenda items for this evening. Do you have any of those? I assume uh, not. Commissioner Zell, no, I do not. Mr. Chair Meyer again, thank you. Um, uh, Lynn, do we have any public comment on any design review applications? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. We receive no public comment. There's no one raising their hand on the Zoom meeting and there's no one in the city commission room that wishes to speak on the administrative approvals. Okay, Chair Meyer, thank you. Uh, is there any commission discussion on the design review applications? All right, I don't think so. Uh, I will move that we confirm the design review applications according to the standards and information listed in the staff report for each application. Is there a second? Commissioner Hawley seconded. Okay, this is Chair Meyer. Uh, I made a motion, Commissioner Hawley made a second. We'll go ahead and take a roll call vote on that. Commissioner Irby. Commissioner Irby, aye. Okay, Commissioner Johnson. Commissioner Johnson, yes. Commissioner Ezell. Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein, yes. Commissioner Hawley. Commissioner Hawley, aye. And Commissioner Myers, an aye. So that motion carries six to zero. Um, we'll now move on to just general public comment. Uh, Lynn, is there any general public comment this evening? Ben Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. We have no one who's raising their hand on Zoom and there's no one in the city commission room to provide public comment. This is Chair Meyer, thank you, Lynn. <clears throat> we will then move on to our public hearing items. Uh, we do have six uh, items on the agenda for tonight, so this may take a little longer than we usually have had. Um, so that being said, we will take up the first item on the agenda, which is uh, L22-00027, um, which is a public hearing for consideration of placing um, the structure located at 1709 Louisiana Street on the Lawrence Register of Historic Places. Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. This is a very exciting nomination to the Lawrence Register. It is currently listed in the National Register of Historic Places. It's the Handel T. Martin House located at 1709 Louisiana Street. I hope you had a chance to read the National Register nomination. There was a lot of good information in that nomination. For nomination to the Lawrence Register of Historic Places, it is being nominated 
designated under criteria three and four in chapter 22, section 22-403. Criteria three is for the identification with a person or persons who significantly contributed to the development of the community, county, state, or nation. The property is associated with Handel T. Martin, who's associated with the developing field of vertebrate paleontology during the period of significance. Martin served as field and laboratory worker and instructor and assistant curator of the natural history collections at the University of Kansas in the early 20th century. According to the National Register of Historic Places nomination, Martin has been recognized by the vertebrate paleontology program at the University of Kansas for his significant contribution to the fossil collections and for training numerous students who went on to distinguish careers in the field during the 20th century. It's also being nominated under criteria four for the embodiment of distinguishing characteristics of an architectural style valuable for study of a period type method of construction or use of indigenous materials. And the house is a good example of American Foursquare with colonial revival detailing. This is showing the project location and now we're looking at the main facade of the house and you'll notice some of the architectural detailing with the gable returns. There's shingling in the upper gable as well as the porch gable showing the north in the front of the house. This is showing the rear of the house where the two additions that are mentioned in the National Register nomination are. This is the environs um, that will be created if the property is listed in the Lawrence Register of Historic Places. The environs is proposed to be one area with residential character of the environs, the primary focus of review. Staff is recommending that you adopt resolution 2022-01 to recommend approval of the landmark nomination to the Lawrence Register of Historic Places to the City Commission pursuant to criteria three and criteria four in section 22-403A. Go to the next one. Staff is also recommending that you direct staff to prepare a report to the City Commission to accompany the resolution, including the information set forth in section 22-404.2B and to section 22-404.2G and the environs definition as outlined in the staff report. And with that, I'd be happy to stand for any questions you may have. This is Chairmeyer again. <clears throat> Thank you, Lynn. Uh, is the applicant present? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. I do not see the applicant present. I know they were trying to be here last week and I think they had a conflict for tonight. Okay, this is Chair Meyer again, thank you. Is there any public comment on this item? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. There are no hands raised on the Zoom and there is no one in the city commission room to speak on the item. Okay, thank you. Um, I guess we'll bring it back to the commission for any discussion. This is Commissioner Irby. I agree with staff that this is a very exciting and I support staff's recommendations and would happily make a motion. 
This is Commissioner Holly. I will, um, similar to Commissioner Irby, I, this seems exciting and would personally love to hear Commissioner Irby's motion. I am, uh, this is Chair Meyer again, and I, I'm happy to make an, a motion also. So um, I have the exact language down, Commissioner Irby, if you want me to go ahead and read it. Um, I would move that we adopt resolution 2022-01 to recommend approval of the landmark nomination to the Lawrence Register of Historic Places to the City Commission pursuant to criteria three in criteria four in section 22-403A. <clears throat> and I don't know that it requires a motion, but it would also direct staff to prepare a report to the city commission to accompany the resolution, including the information set forth in section 22-404.2B to section 22-404.2G and the environs definition is listed in the staff report. Is there a second? Sure, Irby, second. Okay, there's been a motion by Chair Meyer and a second by Commissioner Irby. We'll take a roll call vote. Commissioner Irby? Commissioner Irby, aye. Commissioner Johnson? Commissioner Johnson, yes. Commissioner Ezell? Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Klein? Commissioner Klein, aye. Commissioner Holly? Commissioner Holly, aye. And Commissioner Meyer is an aye, so that motion carries six to zero. All right. We'll move on then to the next item on the agenda, which is DR-22-69, 635 Mississippi Street. I'm Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Commission, sorry, Administrator. Um, this is for new construction of a primary residence. The property is located in the environs of the Robert E. House residence, located at 645 Mississippi Street, and the Wilder Clark House, located at 643 Indiana Street. This is the property location. And this shows the environs for the two properties of which this property is located within. The applicant requests to construct a new structure on the property now identified as 635 Mississippi Street. The structure would be 26 feet, four inches tall and would be two stories. The structure would have a footprint of 1,290 square feet. Fiber cement lap siding would sheathe the structure and it would have an asphalt shingle roof. Windows would be fiberglass. Standard nine of section 22-505 and the design criteria in section 22-506.1 apply. This is showing the primary elevation, the side elevation, the rear elevation, and the other side elevation. Here's a front view showing a little bit of that south side and then the opposite view. Staff is recommending um, that you find in accordance with chapter 22 of the Code of the City of Lawrence, the standards of evaluation, find that a proposed project will not significantly encroach on, damage or destroy the landmarks or their environs and issue the certificate of appropriateness for the proposed project. And I'd be happy to stand for any questions that you may have. This is Chair Meyer, thank you. Uh, is the applicant present? I think they are. I am. 
You don't have to say anything, but you can if you'd like. I'm happy to answer questions if there are any. Okay, thank you. Mr. Chairmeyer again, uh, is there any public comment on this item? Luke Mortensen, Planning Development Services. There's nobody in the City Commission room and there are no uh, public commenters on Zoom. All right, Mr. Chairmeyer again, thank you. We'll bring it back to the Commission for a discussion or a motion. Commissioner Irby, given that this is a certificate of appropriateness, I uh, I don't have a problem with it. I agree with staff that it's uh, fine. Mr. Chairmeyer, I'm a, I'm of the same opinion. Commissioner Irby, I will go ahead and make a motion. Um, I move that in accordance with chapter 22 of the Code of the City of Lawrence, the standards of evaluation find that the proposed project will not significantly encroach on damage or destroy the landmarks or their environs and issue the certificate of appropriateness for this project. Chair Myers, our second. This is Commissioner Isel, I second. Okay, this is Chair Meyer again. Commissioner Irby has made a motion. There's been a second by Commissioner Isel. We'll go ahead and take a roll call vote. Commissioner Irby. Commissioner Irby, aye. Commissioner Johnson. Commissioner Johnson, yes. Commissioner Ezell. Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein, aye. Commissioner Holly. Commissioner Holly, aye. And Commissioner Myers, an aye. So that motion carries six to zero. Good luck on your project. Thank you so much. All right, this is Chair Meyer again. Uh, we'll move on to the next agenda item, which is DR-22-77, it's uh, 2114 Barker Avenue. I'm Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. This is an addition to an existing accessory structure. The property is located in the environs of the Adam and Annie Rodman House, located at 2127 Barker Avenue. This shows the property location and the blue to the left on the left side of your screen is the Rotman House. So it's directly across the street. The applicant requests to construct a 665 square foot addition to the accessory structure located at 2114 Barker Avenue. The addition would be placed on the east side of the existing structure. It would be two stories and approximately 21 feet tall. The addition would be clad with vertical metal panels and would have an asphalt shingled roof. The windows would be Anderson 100 Fibrex windows. Standard nine in the environs definition for the Rotman House apply. There, and here's the site plan showing the accessory structure that exists with the new proposed addition to the right. This is the front elevation, the existing structures in the foreground, and then you can see the addition behind it. This is showing the north garage elevation with the new addition to the left of your screen, the original structure on the right. This is showing the west garage elevation. This is the new addition, what it would look like um, on the rear. 
And this is the south garage elevation with the existing structure on the left and the new addition on the right. And this is showing a southwest view of what the um, building would look like with the new addition. I put this in here because if you noticed in the staff report, there was some discussion about the overall size and mass of the proposed new addition that had some concerns for staff. Um, but at a previous Historic Resources Commission meeting, the addition to the primary structure was approved. That addition shows in the middle of this slide um, that's to the right of the existing primary structure that shows all the way to the far left. The addition to this accessory structure is very similar in design to that addition that was approved for the primary structure. So staff is recommending in accordance with chapter 22 of the code of the city of Lawrence, the standards of evaluation that the commission find that the proposed project will not significantly encroach on, damage or destroy the landmarks or their environs and issue the certificate of appropriateness for the proposed project. I'd be happy to stand for any questions you might have. This is Chair Meyer, is the applicant present? I am. Yeah. Sorry, I just turned on my video. That's fine. That's fine. Is there anything that you wanted to add? Don't feel obligated. Uh, no, I, I don't have anything uh, in particular to add, but I'm happy to answer any questions that anybody may have. Thank you. That's Chair Meyer again. Uh, is there any public comment on this item? Luke Morrison, Planning Development Services. There are no, there's nobody in the city commission room and there's nobody on Zoom. Chair Meyer again, thank you. Uh, we'll go ahead and bring it back to the commission for discussion. And um, this is Commissioner Johnson. I have two questions just to make sure I'm understanding everything correctly. So the the um, the garage and the attachment. So there's a garage door, the old garage door, and then there's a garage door off of the alley as well. So both ends have garage doors? Uh, there's not an alley in Barker. So the garage door in the back part of that is just like so you can get your lawnmower out and mow the back. Ah, okay. That's what I, I yeah. was, con okay. Um, and then the siding on the, the new accessory building is the same as what's on the existing addition to the house? <laughs> yeah, the uh, addition is, in construction now we just started but the idea being that the both the carriage house and the new addition will match in terms of you know materials we use for siding and windows and and that kind of so they, they'll look the same in the in the siding on the existing garage that's there now and the siding on the original house will also be you know similar or they'll be there. Yeah. yeah okay thanks yep Chair Meyer, I guess I, I'm i in favor of the project. I don't know that I need to say anything else about it. Um, I'll go ahead and make a motion that in accordance with Chapter 22 of the Code of the City of Lawrence, 
the standards of evaluation find that the proposed project will not significantly encroach on damage or destroy the landmarks or their environs and issue the certificate of appropriateness for the proposed project. Is there a second? Commissioner Irby, second. Okay, Mr. Chair Meyer again. Uh, I made a motion. Commissioner Irby made a second. We'll go ahead and take a roll call vote. Commissioner Irby. Commissioner Irby, aye. Commissioner Johnson. Commissioner Johnson, yes. Commissioner Ezell. Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein, aye. Commissioner Hawley. Commissioner Hawley, aye. And Commissioner Meyer is an aye. So that motion carries six to zero. So good luck on your project. Thank you. All righty, uh, Chair Meyer again, moving right along. We'll go to the next item on the agenda, which is DR 22-78820 Louisiana Street. Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. This application is for a new accessory structure. The property is located in the environs of the Jacob House residence located at 805 Ohio Street. This is the primary structure on the property. This is a view showing where the new accessory structure will be located. This is the site plan that shows on the top right where the new accessory structure will be located and what it looks like on the site. This is an elevation. This will be the alley view. And this is one of the side elevations showing it in um, respect to the house. And then the other view showing um, no fenestration and its um, relationship to the house. This um, the applicant is requesting the new accessory structure that would be one story, 800, sorry, 484 square foot structure. It would be located along the alley, as I mentioned, on the northeast corner of the property. The structure would be clad with fiber cement lap siding to match the width of the house and would have a gable roof sheath with asphalt shingles. Overall, the project meets standard nine of chapter 22, the design criteria of chapter 22, and the review criteria for the environs of the Jacob House residence. Staff is recommending that you find in accordance with chapter 22 of the Code of the City of Lawrence, the standards of evaluation that the proposed project will not significantly encroach on damage or destroy the landmarks or their environs and issue the certificate of appropriateness for the proposed project. The applicant and their um, architect had a conflict for tonight. I will mention they were here last week when the project, um, when the meeting was postponed but I have been in discussions with them and should be able to answer any questions that you may have. Mr. Chairmeyer, thank you. Uh, is there any public comment on this item? Luke Mortensen, Planning and Development Services. There's nobody in the city commission room and there's no Zoom commenters. Mrs. Chair Meyer, thank you. Uh, we'll bring it back to the commission for discussion then. I think this is this nicely is done accessory structure myself. So, Commissioner Holly, this uh, I agree. I appreciate the detail of the reusing and salvaging the new old posts for the railing. Seems like a very nice little project. 
Commissioner Irvy, I'll make a motion. I move that we find in accordance with chapter 22 of the code of the city of Lawrence, the standards of evaluation, uh, that the proposed project will not significantly encroach on damage or destroy the landmarks or their environs and issue the certificate of appropriateness for the project. Mr. Commissioner Holly, all second. Okay. Or All right. No, that's fine, Commissioner Holly. Okay. This is Chair Meyer again. Commissioner Irby has made a motion. Commissioner Holly seconded the motion. So we'll take a roll call vote. Commissioner Irby. Commissioner Irby, aye. Commissioner Johnson. Commissioner Johnson, yes. Commissioner Ezell. Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein, aye. And Commissioner Holly. Commissioner Holly, aye. And Commissioner Meyer is an aye. So that motion carries six to zero. Okay, we will move on to DR 22-15, which is 900 Alabama Street. Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. This is for a new addition to the property located at 900 Alabama Street. This was on a previous Historic Resources Commission agenda in February, and the commission reviewed the project and um, at that commission determined that the refinement could be done to help the project better meet the design guidelines and referred the project to the Architectural Review Committee. Since that meeting, the applicant did meet with the Architectural Review Committee. They worked on some of the design of the structure, recessing the addition back behind the front wall plane a little bit more. Um, a lot of work was done on the roof line of the structure to help minimize the overall impact of the height of this structure. And we'll just take a couple of looks at the structure. This is showing the location. This is the existing structure, primary elevation. Walking around the side, the rear of the elevation, the other side of the house. This is the new proposed drawing. If you'll, the existing structure is on the left and the new addition is on the right. This is showing the side and you can tell in this elevation view that the new addition was pushed back beyond the gabled um, form of the existing house. This is showing the rear of the structure, the existing structures on your right and the new addition would be on the left. And this is showing that north elevation of the structure with the original structure on your right and the new addition on the left. There was quite a bit of design work and I'll let Commissioner Holly um, chime in if he has anything to say from the Architectural Review Committee standpoint, but staff is recommending that the commission find the proposed project meets the development and design standards in the Oread Neighborhood Design Guidelines for the Oread Neighborhood Historic Overline design overlay district and I'd be happy to stand for any questions that you may have. This is Chair Meyer, thank you. Is the applicant present? Hi, this is Roy Lay. Sorry, I couldn't unmute my <laughs> microphone. Right. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Uh, so yeah, as Lynn mentioned, we attended the ARC meeting on March 3rd and uh, we made corrections to address 
concerns that Jay, Holly, and Stan Hernley had at the time, and um, we feel the proposed revisions echo the character and language of the original house. So we're hoping to get your approval today so we can move forward with the permitting process. So happy to answer any questions. Thank you. Mrs. Chermeyer, thank you. Is there any public comment on this item? Luke Mortensen, Planning and Development Services. There's nobody in the City Commission room and there are no Zoom commenters. Mrs. Chermeyer, then we will uh, bring it back to the Commission for discussion. Commissioner Irby, this looks to me like it was a good partnership with ARC and I'm inclined to uh, go with the staff recommendation. Chair Meyer, I'm, I'm of the same opinion. Commissioner Irby, I'll go ahead and move that we find that the proposed project meets the development and design standards in the Oria Neighborhood Design Guidelines for the Oria Neighborhood Design Overlay District. This is Chair Meyer again. Is there a second? Commissioner Johnson, I second. This is Chair Meyer again. Uh, since Commissioner Irby has made a motion and Commissioner Johnson has made a second, we'll take a roll call vote. Commissioner Irby. Commissioner Irby, aye. Uh, Commissioner Johnson. Commissioner Johnson, yes. Uh, Commissioner Ezell. Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein, aye. Commissioner Holly. Commissioner Holly, aye. Commissioner Meyer is an aye. Aye, sorry. Uh, the motion carries six to zero. So good luck with your project. Thank you. All right, this is Chair Meyer again. We'll move on to the last uh, item on our public hearing item agenda, which is DR 22-14 New Hampshire Street, lots 100, 102, 104, 106, 108, 110, and 112. Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. This was also a project that was heard by the Commission on February 24th, and it was referred to the Architectural Review Committee. It's for a certificate of appropriateness because the property is listed in the environs of the English Lutheran Church at 1040 New Hampshire Street, the Douglas County Courthouse at 1100 Massachusetts Street, and the Parnham House at 1028 Rhode Island Street. The property is also located in the Downtown Urban Conservation Overlay District and subject to the Downtown Design Guidelines. And while it's not a review criteria or rec um, project, the property was included in the Downtown Lawrence Plan that spoke to rehabilitation of this property. In the blue in the center of the screen, the kind of teal color is the property. It's the vacant property across from Allen Press. The blue um, square to the bottom of the subject property is the English Lutheran Church. And then the courthouse is on the bottom left-hand portion of your screen. The Parnham House is in the center on the right side of the screen. This is showing the proposed site. It's a vacant site. Um, we'll just go through some of the new renderings that 
um, we received since the last project, the last time you saw this, as I mentioned, they have been working with the ARC to make significant revisions to the property or project to make it more incorporated into what the downtown design guidelines and what would be a good project for the environs review. This is showing the site plan. One of the big differences is the original plan had a U-shaped circle driveway with two curb cuts off New Hampshire Street and parking located on site. The new proposal is showing a greater green space between the English Lutheran Church and the new building. I believe that's 88, I uh, can't read the numbers on that, but it's a significant amount of green space separating the two. All the parking is loaded off the alley, which was a recommendation in the downtown master plan. This design also proposes angled parking along New Hampshire Street. Um, that was not contemplated with the downtown plan and is something that would be addressed with the site plan that will be required for this project. Okay. Um, it's hard to, this is such a large project, it's hard to get visuals on the screen. So I would refer you to the images in your packet it might be a little um, better visibility and looking at the project, but this is the primary elevation. You'll see three sections that will be three stories. The remainder of the building will be four stories. They'll be connected by a glass hyphen. Um, this is a significant change from the previous design and that there are only three stories uh, adjacent to the English Lutheran Church. Also mention while I'm thinking about it, the storefront is new. Go back one. The storefront is new on the ground level. Originally, these were work-live units. The applicant has changed their programming. This was not something required by the ARC, but an applicant's choice to change the programming to have commercial um, retail at the ground level. Okay. This is showing the rear of the structure, or the east elevation with some of the architectural detailing and the brick continuing around the structure. And these are the ends, um, north and south, showing the different um, brick detailing. There is an open um, patio on top of the third floor of the three-story portion of the building. It will have um, a glass railing for a portion of it and then metal black railing for the rest of it. This is showing the um, elevation sketch. If you, on the right-hand side of the screen is the English Lutheran Church, and you'll notice the height of that is approximately the same height of the three-story portion of the new structure. And then the four stories goes up to approximately the same height as the top of the steeple on the church. The applicants provided some renderings. A note to see on these renderings is they have a, added additional brick patterning in between the windows, and there's also a brick pattern below the cornice. This is showing the opposite view. You can see a little bit of that pattern and um, the pattern underneath the cornice. This is showing the rear of the structure. 
Um, I will let Commissioner Hawley speak to anything that he might want to talk about from the design review portion of this. Overall, the applicants made significant changes from what you saw at your last meeting. And staff is of the opinion that the applicant has met the design guidelines for downtown and the certificate of appropriateness and environs definitions. And I would, uh, staff is also recommending, however, that the final um, building materials be reviewed and approved by the Architectural Review Committee. And I'd be happy to stand for any questions you might have, or you may want to hear from Commissioner Hawley if he has anything to add. Uh, this is Commissioner Hawley. Uh, Lynn, I don't have too much to add because you did such a great summary, but I'll just reiterate that I think the, um, the fundamental change of the site circulation to provide more green space, breathing room between the church and the lowering to third addressed the overall massing concerns that I think were felt. Um, just that overall elevation, that schematic really shows that reduction and I think it will feel much better and that there were significant adjustments and increases in the amount of detail to the, the brick um, that I think addressed all of the ARC's concerns. Um, this is Chair Meyer. Is the applicant here to, this evening? I don't think so. Luke Mortensen, Planning and Development Services. I'm going to see if, uh, no, I'm, I'm not seeing any non-video participants, so I'm not, I don't think the applicant is with us. Okay, this is Chair Meyer again. Um, is there any public comment on this item? I think there is. Luke Mortensen, Planning Development Services. There's nobody in the city commission room and we do have a Zoom public commenter. Would you like me to call on them, Chair I'm Meyer? I'm sorry, yes, I didn't say that. This is Chair Meyer again. Yes, please okay. call on, on the Zoom commenter. Mr. Schneider, go ahead. No, this is the Zoom public commentator, Ron Schneider. I compliment the applicant. I wish he was here so I could tell him directly. I think he's made major changes, looks much better, functions much better. There are two items that I and my clients would like to be considered. One, first and foremost, is the allocation of the three levels and the four level or four stories. We would like the three levels on the southern side of the building to be expanded to four or five, essentially reverse what is going on on the north. Um, I don't know if an even allocation would be visually acceptable or not. We would like an extra row of apartments at the very least added to the south, making it four or five rows of apartments, three levels high. The third item, and it is my understanding, it, it addresses the exterior material. It is my understanding that currently there is a design that incorporates a great deal of limestone or limestone-like material to make reference to the church. I think it would be appropriate to include brick material for other buildings in and around the environs to bring it all together besides just the church building. 
Otherwise, we think it's a good design. Mr. Chair Meyer, I, Ron, I just wanted to ask you a question. Um, and uh, one of the things in the staff report is that the, the staff consideration is that the accent brick shall, con, con, shall be used as shown on the drawings, uh, I think is something for us to adopt. Are you suggesting more than that? More than what? More than the brick that is being considered on the drawings. Well, as I understand that's limestone, am I wrong, Lynn? Or is so that brick? Brick, brick Solner. Glenn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. There's stone on the columns on the ground floor, but the upper floors are brick and fiber cement panels. Okay, my misunderstanding. Uh, it's, uh, I, as, as stated, it's my understanding there are going to be some details for exterior finish. And I would like that to be part of the consideration to incorporate the bricks that surround the neighbor, uh, the property across the street in particular, and to the north, which is a red brick that may or may not um, fall into the review conclusion, but I would like that to be a consideration. So I'm not asking that. I, I don't know how to state it, Chair Meyer, that uh, I, I don't want to hold up the project and say that's an absolute necessity. Okay, this is Chair Meyer again. And, and Ron, I'm not totally certain what you were saying as far as the apartments. Can you repeat that? Yes, if you look at the, the elevation of the apartments, you have what appears to be, um, well, on the southern side, you have a structure that has, I believe, four, four columns, three stories high. On the north side, you have one, two, three, four, five, six columns three stories high. I'd like I'd like the four column structure to be larger. I'd like it to be five or six story, five or six columns instead of the four. That is a strong recommendation, but it is nothing that I'm suggesting should necessarily prevent the project from going forward. Mr. Chairman, again, thank you. I, this is Commissioner Irby. Can I ask Mr. Schneider who you're representing? And then can you also explain the rationale for the recommendation about um, changing the, the apartments? Sure. I'm representing first myself. I own property within the environs or, or near the environments, 1047 Rhode Island and 117 East 11th. Then I'm representing individuals in the neighborhood and they've asked that I not disclose their name. Uh, regarding the recommendation um, on increasing the three-story level versus the four-story level is just to reduce the mass and the total structure of the building and uh, to give further recognition of the adjacent church to the south and its height. The, the, bit, the red brick is in reference, as I said, to the properties across the street and to the north. And the properties across the street in particular, I don't think they're on the historic register and Lynn can correct me if I'm wrong, but they are older and significant structures and they are composed of exterior red brick. I think it'll help the context of this new building.
This is Chair Meyer again. Um, I don't believe we have any other public comments, so we'll bring it back to the commission for discussion. Um, I, sorry, I wanna make sure I didn't mute myself. Um, I just wanna point out that in the staff report, there were considerations um, from staff, those considerations being um, the section of the building that connects the four story to the three story portions of the building should be a glass curtain wall with no fiber cement panels, et cetera. And then the railing for the outdoor patio area should be clear black metal, wood is not appropriate material. Uh, the storefront should have the division shown, but the transom and middle section of the window should be transparent. The lower section should be spandrel glass or other opaque material applied to the glazing. There should be no tint to the middle and upper sections of the storefront glazing. The accent brick shall be used as shown on the drawings and that the architectural review committee should approve the final material color selections. Um, uh, I guess in considering the project, I would suggest that I think that those items of considerations from staff be included in any approval of the project is my two cents. Member Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator, with the revisions that the applicant submitted um, that were added to the packet that you're seeing this evening, they did change that wood railing to a metal railing. So um, that one's shown on the most current plans. Sorry, this is Chair Meyer again. Um, Lynn, did you discuss the other considerations from staff with the applicant? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. Yes, we went over these um, when I spoke with the applicant yesterday. Mr. Chair Meyer again, what, I guess, was the applicant willing to make those changes? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. Yes, they were willing to make those changes. Commissioner Irby, Commissioner Klein, did you have your hand up? Yes, I did. I wasn't sure what's appropriate here. Um, my understanding is that the, um, uh, that the, I think the, I could be wrong, but I thought that the neighborhood would prefer as, um, as well as the ARC would prefer that the south end of the structure be three stories instead of four, which is what we're currently looking at, correct? Lynn Braddock right. Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator, that's correct. The south end would be the three stories and the north end would be the four stories. Um, the reasoning for that, um, having the length of each one of those is trying to maximize the number of affordable housing units that can be accommodated by the structure. May I ask any questions about the um number of affordable housing dwellings, or is that not relevant to the HRC? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Commission Administrator. Um, you can ask and I'll try to answer um, if there are basic questions that would have impact on the design. Okay. 
Okay. Um, I was wondering if um, I noticed uh, in the neighborhood also noticed in their earlier letter of uh, for the April 21st meeting that there is only one uh, three bedroom apartment. And I note that there are <clears throat> 34 um, parking spaces behind the building. I was curious to know if there could be if, if the um, developer had considered more three bedroom apartments for families um, and fewer one bedroom studio apartments, uh, given the fact that um, uh, there may be fewer KU students who will be attending KU the more in the in the future and looking like 10, 20 years down the line here um, uh, as uh, KU appears to be moving towards more online courses. Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. The bedroom count did change some with um, changing to the three-story portion and the four-story portion. Um, that count is on that site plan that was on the first drawing. And I believe they added a couple two-bedroom units and have, few, go one more and let's see if it's on the, no, I didn't do it. Um, and have more, I believe they took away some of the one bedroom units and added a couple of two bedroom units, but that information's on the, I believe it's the second sheet in your um, packet information that has the bedroom counts in the okay. bottom left-hand corner. And this is Chair Meyer, Commissioner Klein, when we first reviewed this project, we did have some discussions. Um, I think that, I'm not trying to take credit, but I think that I we talked about, brought up the fact that there weren't many apartments that had multi-bedroom units. Mm -hmm. And the issue is, I guess, who is the project catering to? Not so much families, probably, if it's one bedroom, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And we also had some discussion about the parking as well. Um, just overall generally. So um, I don't know that we, we didn't say too much about it, but we did have some of that discussion. And I, I get, and one other thing I guess I wanted to do, uh, Mr. Schneider, um, was there any concern among everyone regarding uh, how the parking is um, designed with this project? Talked with Lynn about this, and based upon everything I've learned, any other alternative that I was considering or my clients were suggesting would involve some curb cuts in New Hampshire. And as a result, there would be a net loss. So I think, um, given with the space that's available and the number of units that want to accommodate it, I think this is the optimum way to approach it. The only other solution would be to have less units. And with less units, I don't know if it's financially feasible to do the project. Mr. Chairmeyer, again, thank you. Commissioner Irby, and I was, I'm curious to hear if uh, Lynn or maybe Commissioner Hawley, um, what is your impression of how the applicant would respond to Mr. Schneider's other recommendations, particularly about reducing the massing on the south side, I think it was. 
Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. I think what's driving the um, design that you see now is trying to maximize the number of affordable. This is a affordable housing project that's going for affordable housing tax credits, and they're trying to maximize those number of units um, to have a good, strong application for the tax credits. Commissioner Irby, so in other words, not going to like the, the recommendations. Is that what I'm hearing? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. Um, I can't answer for the applicant. I wish they were here, but it has been um, working with them. I would not think that they would um, work on reducing the number of units. And uh, Mrs. Chairmeyer again, and Lynn, correct me if I'm wrong, are there are some deadlines associated with this project. Lynn Braddock's owner. Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. Yes, they have to have their application in. I believe it's by May 6. I could be incorrect on that date, but it is very soon to be able to um, apply for those tax credits. This is Commissioner Holly. I'll add um, Lynn. So again, I cannot speak for the applicant. This is just my recollection of the, the change that would be the hypothetical change talked about there would affect reduce the number of four units, which I got the sense that the pro forma economically could be made to work for that. They just need to pick the applicant, I think, is dealing with with attention for economics and neighborhood of the more units, the stronger their application and you know the neighborhood calling for a desire for more and more affordable units so it's a it's a it's a balancing act and this was what was viewed as a sweet spot between deference to the church and the maximizing the number of units um, that they were trying to accommodate both both sides uh, this is Chair Meyer. I'd like to recognize Mr. Schneider. I think he has something to add. Thank you. I want to be clear, recognizing the deadlines and the economics of this, which I am not familiar with. I don't want my recommendations made on my behalf, not on behalf of my clients, to be a deal breaker. Um, if, if the applicant would consider it and still can do it, that would be wonderful. I would give him a very high grade. If he doesn't do it or is unable to do it, I think the project is still acceptable. Uh, Mr. Chairman, go ahead, Commissioner Klein. May I ask uh, Mr. Schneider, um, does the neighborhood believe now that the um, visual appearance has been softened from the first time they saw the proposal? You know, I can't speak on behalf of the neighborhood. I've got a handful or three or four clients and myself, and we're, we're all of the opinion, yes, it has improved the design, the massing dramatically and significantly. So we are much happier with it. Okay, thank you. This is Commissioner Irby. I'm, I'm inclined to go ahead with staff's recommendation.
Mrs. Chair Meyer, uh, I don't know if that was a motion, Commissioner Irby, or you're just a comment, Terry. Commissioner Irby, I like to kind of pre-motion before I make a motion. Okay. So that is my pre-motion. Um, Mr. Chair Meyer, again, I guess my take on it is, is that I, you know, I think a motion which encompasses the considerations uh, of the staff and the staff report uh, to approve the project would be good. I mean, I don't mind, I guess, including a recommendation that the applicant consider what Mr. Schneider was saying, but I don't know that I would make that a requirement necessarily. That's, uh, I think, probably far outside my my purview just because I wasn't at those ARC meetings where all that was uh, discussed about how that would work. But this is Commissioner Irby. I mean, I'm inclined to go with what staff recommends here and note Mr. Schneider's additional suggestions in the minutes, but keep the motion to what staff recommends. This is Chair Meyer, and just to be clear, Commissioner Irby, are you talking about in including in the motion to approve the project that the applicant uh, also be required to complete the considerations from staff? Yes, Commissioner Irby. Okay. Yes, that, that's what I would. I would. I would motion yes. Ben Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. I have just sent an email to the applicant to see. Um, it was my understanding they were going to be here this evening to be able to answer questions. I don't know if they thought since we had such a full agenda, they could join at a later date. So I would recommend uh, maybe a five minute recess to give them time to respond to that email. They may be able to answer some of these questions. All right, this is Chair Meyer. We will go ahead and take a five minute recess and come back at 710. All right, it is 710. Still waiting on. Here we go. This is Chair Meyer again. I think all the commissioners are back. Lynn, have you received any response? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. I did not receive a response to the emails. Okay. I guess, do you have any concerns regarding the motion that the applicant may have concerns with or you're just doing due diligence about it? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. It, it's mainly doing due diligence to make sure um, that they would agree to those guidelines before the commission votes on them. Okay, but they're aware of them, right? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. Yes, they're aware of them. 
And it would also be possible if for some reason they had an issue with those, they could bring the project back to the commission next month. But it was my understanding that they had to have the approval before they could submit for their tax credits. But most of those things that are identified in the list of staff concerns are things that really would not significantly impact the cost of the building. Well, this is Jeremiah again, that I'm more inclined to just include those in a motion. Uh, you know, if they want to bring it back next month for further discussion, that way they can go along with their application for tax credits. This is Commissioner Johnson. I'd be um, uh, inclined to to move for approval with those, including those considerations by staff. Um, I don't think that we should get into the the recommendations from the, the neighbors without seeing what that would be. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't be able to really form an opinion on those suggestions because I, I, I just really don't know what that would, would look like, but I think this is a, a good project the way it is with those considerations and, and would move for that approval. This is Chair Meyer again. I, I'm going to make a motion <clears throat> that we approve the project um, with the uh, additions of the uh, considerations listed um, from staff in the staff report and find that in accordance with chapter 22 of the code of the city of Lawrence that this, the standards of evaluation to find the proposed project will not significantly encroach on damage or destroy the landmarks or their environs and issue the certificate of appropriateness for the project. Is there a second? Commissioner Johnson, this is second. Okay, I, Commissioner Meyer has made a motion. Commissioner Johnson has seconded. We'll take a roll call vote. Uh, Commissioner Irby? Commissioner Irby, aye. Commissioner Johnson? Commissioner Johnson, yes. Commissioner Ezell? Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Klein? If I may, um, Ms. Chairman, I would like to uh, pass. Are you, you mean abstain? Abstain, yes, please, if that's okay. Uh, Commissioner Hawley? And Commissioner Meyer is an aye. So that motion carries uh, five in favor, one abstaining. <clears throat> um, and then we also have a, a second part to the approval of this project. And I will move that we approve the project uh, with the considerations from staff included in the staff report and find that the proposed project meets the intent of the downtown design guidelines for the downtown conservation overlay district and approve the project with the final building materials and colors to be approved by the architectural review committee. Commissioner Irby, second. Okay, this is Chair Meyer. Uh, Commissioner Meyer made a motion. Commissioner Irby seconded. We'll go ahead and take a roll call vote. Commissioner Irby. Commissioner Irby, aye. Commissioner Johnson. Commissioner Johnson, yes. Commissioner Ezell. Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Klein. But Commissioner Klein, abstain. Commissioner Hawley. <laughs> and Commissioner Myers and I. So that motion carries five in favor, one abstaining. 
Okay, uh, we will then move on. We are finished with the um, public hearing items and move on to any miscellaneous items. Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. Um, just wanted to remind you for the May meeting, we will be having our annual training from the State Historic Preservation Office. So it's really important that you mark your calendars and be here for that meeting as that training is required for commissioners um, for our certified local government status. So just make sure you mark the May meeting. It's the third Thursday in May at six o'clock on your calendar so we can get that training conducted. This is the, this is Commissioner Johnson. That's the 21st. Then, okay. Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. I believe that is the 21st. It's that third Thursday. It's your, re it's your regular meeting night. The third Thursday is May 19th. Yeah. Yeah, May 19th. My computer was slow on changing from April to May. This is Commissioner Johnson. Sorry about that. <laughs> that lag time got me. Okay. Uh, and this is Chair Meyer again. Lynn, I think we just had the applicant from the last project join in. He's here. I'm sorry. Is he? Is he in attendance? I, I am. I apologize. I couldn't. I couldn't log in for some reason. Uh, this is Chair Meyer. Uh, we already reviewed the project and we approved it um, with the inclusion of considerations from staff, as outlined in the staff report. Are you aware of what those considerations were? Yeah, I mean, we we just we went back and forth discussing um, discussing them. I, I I felt like we addressed most of them with the latest rendering. Um, uh, I, I again, I apologize. I wasn't able to to get in. If if there's any direct question, I'm I'm happy to answer it. Um, well, I, I I guess the issue is we we have reviewed the project, took public comment. We did take a roll call to, to approve it with those considerations. What we did discuss is that if there were issues with those considerations that you could bring the project back to us next month, but that this would allow you to proceed and move forward uh, with your application for the tax credits. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. So do you have any questions about that? Uh, I, I don't. Um, okay. I'll, I'll circle up. Uh, I'll circle up with Jason Dalton and uh, if, if we have anything specific, we'll work with Lynn and, and her staff. Okay, fantastic. All right, uh, this is Chair Meyer again, and we were just uh, including the miscellaneous items portion of the evening, and I don't know that there were any other miscellaneous items from anyone. It appears that there are not. So if there are not, then I will go ahead and move that we adjourn the, the meeting for this evening. So. Second. Thank you, everyone.
All right, thank you, we're adjourned.